I'm Betsy Reed, and this is The Discomfort Practice, where I talk to creatives, activists, leaders, scientists, and a host of others about discomfort, about the role it's played in their lives, who they are and what they do in the world, and the value of discomfort in helping us move forward as a society. Discomfort is just the edge of your comfort zone, and on the other side are superpowers. So settle yourself in, and let's get uncomfortable. Welcome to the latest solo episode of The Discomfort Practice. And if you listen to my other solo episode, you know this is definitely my discomfort practice. This is beyond the edges of my comfort zone, sitting here and talking by myself, probably about myself, more or less, uh, for 10 minutes or more. And those who know me in real life might find it hard to believe that I find this difficult, but I tend to talk about things, or I keep conversations going, or I provide energy to help other people open up. And that's because I'm good at it, but it's also because it's a really good way to not have to talk about myself. I'm actually a deeply private person, so the idea of revealing much about my personal life online in a format that could be saved or captured for future use by others is terrifying to me. And that also sort of reflects that I've often worked in political environments, literally politics with a capital P, where, you know, I know people who do take screenshots of tweets just in case they need them in future um, about a politician or a leader or whatever. So I've had this drilled into me that if you reveal much about yourself out there in the world, it can be used against you. And so what I'm finding now is that life really does begin at the edge of your comfort zone. And as I embark into the next stage of my life, because I say with a lot of other people, probably COVID put the last stage of my life to rest. Nothing is going to be the same ever again. And I embrace that. But part of embracing that is going into scary places. There's a great Deepak Chopra quote that says, every time you are tempted to react in the same old way, ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future. I've always loved that concept of pioneering. It's always been a big theme in my life, partly because of where I'm from. I'm from Wyoming and my family were pioneers there. They've been there since before it became a state in 1889. And we have this family heritage, history, stories that we tell about being pioneers. And it's how I've lived my life. It's been a real inspiration for me, something that I took on with gusto, of forging ahead, diving into the scary things, going places that people haven't gone before in my family or in general. But this for me is a real personal pioneering opportunity where when I'm tempted to react in the same old way, which is to play it safe when it comes to revealing things about my personal life. Um, I'm being called to do things differently because I don't want to be a prisoner of the past. And if there is a time in history for me to lead by example, for me to look to others to stop being prisoners of the past, doing things the same old way, it is now. Because we need people who are stepping bravely into the future Um, ready to do things differently, ready to live their lives differently, to go to work differently, to show up differently in their relationships. And I'm talking about 
things like tackling climate change and the survival of humanity, but also about how we treat happiness, how we measure success, how we reveal ourselves to the world, I guess in my case, probably in a few others. So this is me saying it's my intention to step more into the scary places for myself, the things that literally I'm sitting here right now with a little rumble in my stomach thinking, oof, I really don't want to talk about the fact that I'm navigating the world right now as a single woman who is dating how in my offline public life, in a yoga studio or with my friends, I'm actually a real advocate of people exploring their sensual side, their tantric side, um, conscious sexuality, for example. I Here you go. Here's a personal fact. Um, last year, last summer, I set up a sex book club. And it is what you think it is. Um, a group of select women who I know are interested in living a life that is fully in their power as women. We get together every couple of months having read a book like Leading an Orgasmic Life or the book that's sort of the equivalent of The Joy of Sex for Tantric Living that's about actually embracing all of ourselves, the parts that we've been taught to be ashamed of, the parts we've been taught not to talk about in public, the parts of ourselves we have been taught to shut off, to step more fully into our power as women. And um, it's been a real ride. We we get together, we talk about the book, we do some sort of a ritual, whether it's a meditation or some sort of reflection or even, you know, dancing about like crazy goddesses. And that's a part of myself that I don't reveal very widely, particularly in this new meshing of my public life and my personal life. So that's my discomfort practice. I'm the kind of person who sets up a sex book club. I'm the kind of person who I am a divorced lady navigating dating as somebody over 40. Um, and, and it's uncomfortable to talk about that, but at the same time, it's something I'm deeply passionate about about freeing myself and others of shame around areas like this, of shaking off the systems that really haven't worked for most, any, all of us in the past, or religious institutions that teach us that sex is dirty, or family systems and cultures that teach us to just be quiet and be good girls, and that actually keep us from our power and keep us less safe, less potent in the world. So I sort of touch on that lightly. I'm not going to dive deeper than that to talk about how I am personally really striving to toe up to the edge of my comfort zone and fully step into my power. And that means being all of myself, showing up fully as myself in all areas. I talk about it a lot. I champion it, but am I actually doing it in my own life? And the answer is not yet. I'm still working on it. There are things that scare me because I've realized, and I realized today as I was sitting in my morning meditation, that the idea of stepping into all of my power, of giving myself and all that I have to give to the world, scares me because... I'm scared of being that successful. I'm scared of what will happen if I reveal these things that I feel I do have to give to the world that might empower and inspire others. What if I get known for them? 
what if I get asked on stage in front of thousands of people to talk about things that are very personal? What if this is exactly what the world needs from me? And that causes me just enough anxiety and a little bit of fear to show me that I'm on the right track, actually. And that, of course, scares me even more. Scares the bejesus out of me because I'm not ready. But you have to jump before you're ready. You have to go before you're ready. (sighs) So I'm contemplating how I do that. I'm circling it. And I'm trying to figure out how I can create just enough comfort for myself to allow myself to step into more discomfort. Because it's not about just abandoning your parachute and diving in. It's not about necessarily just sort of running away from everything you know, everything you feel comfortable with, and just diving into constant chronic discomfort and traumatizing yourself. So it's about figuring out and listening to myself when I'm ready. And sometimes thinking, okay, I don't feel ready, but it's time to plunge in anyway. So this is a precursor, hopefully, to future solo episodes in which I do start to, in a way that honors myself and my speed and nurturing myself, start to reveal more about my personal life. Because honestly, my personal life is awesome. I have amazing friends and relationships and networks and people in my life and things that I have access to that I feel super powered in my personal life. I feel powerful. I feel like I'm able to inspire and help and support others. And yes, I also strive to do that in my professional life as a sustainability person and also as a yoga and meditation teacher. But the two sets of powers, if you will, have been very separate till now. And so this is me setting an intention aloud with you as a witness that I'm going to find the way to begin to knit those together. So in starting this podcast, if you've listened from the beginning, you know that it was all about bringing together all of myself, the personal and the professional. And I went through a process last year in 2020 of rebranding, of bringing these things together, and now it's time to do it more publicly to step it up a level, to go deeper. And like I said, that's scary, but it's just the right amount of scary to let me know that that's what I need to do. And that somehow that's what the world needs of me, whether the world means one other person or thousands of other people. It doesn't even matter. This is what I'm being called to do. And so it's what I'm going to explore and what I'm going to step into I am going to liberate myself from being a prisoner of the past, of the way I've done things in the past, of the way I have kept things separate or not talked about certain things. I'm going to pioneer my way into my own future and hopefully as a result, help to be a pioneer for others into the future, just blazing a trail that others feel safe to follow because not all of us can trailblaze all the time. And some people's role in this world is not to trailblaze. It's to maybe come along behind and widen and beautify the path so that even more people can follow that path. Because there are pioneers, and there are those people whose purpose is not necessarily to be pioneers. And we each have our place in the world, in how we help to create a future that works for all of us collectively. And so I'm going to leave it at that. 
it might have felt a bit vague, but I'm doing my best to start to poke the edges of my own comfort zone when it comes to revealing some things about my personal life. I also don't want to make those who are listening so uncomfortable that they stop listening. But I realize that that is entirely possible, and that is not something that I can control or kind of should seek to control. But again, this goes counter to my experience in training, which is to target messages, to target channels, to to bring the audience the thing that they need to hear in the way that they need to hear it. So this is completely shutting off that filter for myself and instead listening to myself, speaking to myself, putting it out in the world and seeing who it resonates with rather than thinking about, all right, who's my existing audience? So that's also deeply uncomfortable for me. Going against the things that I teach, (laughs) the things that I do for, say, clients, and instead just doing this for me, doing this to honor myself, doing this to find my own new level of authenticity and alignment with who I am, who I'm meant to be in this life, and seeing who that resonates with. So if you've listened this far in this episode, thank you for sticking with me. I hope this resonates with you, and if it doesn't, that's okay too. So welcome to my discomfort practice. May you find your own discomfort practice in the edges of your comfort zone, equally terrifying perhaps, but equally rich knowing that the world needs you, all of you. The world needs me, all of me. So as always, thank you for listening. Thank you to my team who helped me produce this podcast, to my brilliant editor, Dimitar Tsvedkov, to Thomas Sheffer for the original music, and to Luis Amaro for the original artwork. If you enjoy this podcast, you can help me reach new listeners by leaving me a five-star and written review on Apple Podcasts, following me on Spotify or anywhere else you love to listen to podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram at TheBetsyReed. That's B-E-T-S-Y-R-E-E-D. If you're interested in bonus episodes and guided meditations I record regularly, head over to Patreon.com and become a supporter. For the price of a coffee each month, you get access to a community. So there's really only one thing left to say. Thank you for spending time with me. Stay uncomfortable.